When designing a new home, you don't want to overlook the unique opportunity of incorporating natural quarry stone. We'll answer all your questions and point out some great opportunities in today's podcast. Okay, we're joined today by Tiffany Koss from Kafka Granite. Tiffany, it's great to have you here. We're super excited about this, uh, this podcast. Why don't you start a little bit about your background with Kafka and, and how it all got started, how you got to be here today? Yeah, well, first of all, thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. And, uh, you know, Kafka's uh, another, you know, Wisconsin business. And uh, Wisconsin is the home to some really spectacular geology. And for people that don't know the state or don't know geology, or not a rock nerd like me, you know, they might not understand. But a lot of it dates back to the Ice Age. And as these, uh, glaciers came down and what that meant for mineral deposits and natural stone formations throughout the state is really spectacular. And so that's really where we got our start. Um, but in 1979, my dad started the company and he was just 21 years old. And uh, really the core of our business is in specialty aggregates. So we have over 50 different colors of natural stone that we crush for very specialty purposes. Um, and a lot of it goes into concrete products and, you know, Unilock is one of our biggest customers. They were featured extensively throughout the forever home and some of the hardscaping. And so we see a lot of our aggregates come to life in, in those applications. And we also do paving alternatives and terrazzo flooring. Uh, but in 2017, we acquired a new quarry and it was uh, a mica and it was just way too spectacular to crush. So we decided to start making cut stone products and, uh, that's what kind of propelled us into the building stone world, making natural thin stone veneer and other cut stone products and, and hardscape products as well. Right. Let's start with that. Let's start with thin stone veneer. I get, I get a lot of clients that, that come and want to want, Hey, I want real stone on my home. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, there, there's a couple different or a number of different ways to get stone on the exterior of your home. There's the manufactured product, mm -hmm. there's a thin cut, and there's actually like a, a real stone product. Can we, can you talk into those, the difference in those products, the products that you have, the thin stone and then maybe the real stone too? Yeah. So, I mean, thin stone veneer, 100% is a real natural stone product. Right. The only difference between what has historically been your building stone solution is that it's cut into a veneer. So we're taking and we're slicing off that front three quarter to inch and a half, uh, where historically a full bed veneer or full depth veneer is much thicker, much heavier. And what that means is uh, you have to pour really expensive footings. That's part of the engineering process of the home. Um, it takes a lot more handling and shaping on uh, the job site for installation, which means money and time. Um, so moving to a thin stone veneer product allows the product to go up much faster. It requires less shaping on the job site, less handling. And you know, this day and age, there's so many trades that are struggling to develop the next generation of really talented uh, tradesmen. And so they're trying to do things more efficiently. So Enter thin stone veneer. It's a great option. Um, and really, it's the way of the future. So we don't believe there's any going back now. Uh, that's, you know, what we're doing going forward is is uh, offering the thin stone veneer. And really, then you start talking freight. It's not cheap to ship rock. It's not. Like, I know it. It's part of our business. But with thin stone veneer, we get over three times the volume per truck than you do a full bed product. Sure. So it's changed the game when it comes to how much product you can ship in a single load um, and made it far more accessible to the masses. Sure. And it achieves the aesthetic that so many are looking for. Exactly. 
you're getting the same quality, the same texture, the same character that you would with a, uh, you know, full stone, which has been used for centuries. Um, and then you can start talking about manufactured stone and what manufacturing manufactured stone is compared to natural stone. And to be honest, manufactured stones come a long way since its inception. However, you're never going to replicate natural stone. You just aren't going to get the same texture, the same character, um, you know, manufactured stone. Generally what's happening is, is they're using concrete and they're putting it into a mold so you can get repeating patterns. Um, the color and the pigment is just on the face of the stone. So that can fade and wear over time. If there's a chip that's going to be exposed, natural stones through and through, you're not going to have that. So, um, you know, really it can fool some people, but as soon as they start seeing it, there's a lot of value in, in going with a natural stone product. Definitely. The durability is certainly there. I love it because it kind of filled that void. You know, I had a lot of people that, yeah, I wanted real stone, but do you really? Because it was so like you got into, um, it is the weight of it. So Mm -hmm. now we had to put full foundations to support that fireplace chase. Um, now this gives a great alternative where we don't need to add those additional engineering costs. Um, we can typically maybe just put a brick ledge in there or reinforce the floor or the roof system. And, uh, it, it gives them that, that that cost-effective real stone look. That's that's what I love about the thing mm-hmm. company here. It's awesome. Well, they both are real stone. So what, how do we distinguish? Yeah. What should we call the alternative where it's a lot heavier and thicker? I use a call. I usually call it uh, full bed or full depth veneer. Okay. And about um, how thick is that? Three to five inches. I right, can't Jason? imagine what's the real value in even choosing that. I mean, let, let's say someone wanted to spend all the money on mm-hmm. the extra engineering. They wanted to pay for all that extra freight mm-hmm. and just the material cost. Why? What's the selling point there? So, I mean, historically, uh, that's just the way it's been done, right? I and see. so for some people, there's just this, um, you know, the home was drafted and engineered that way, and the homeowner doesn't know any different. Um, I mean, we recently had a project where the entire home, it was ready to go. It was completely drawn and engineered and the, the customer fell in love with our product, our Imperial Gray. And they, in the final hour, re-engineered the entire house so they could have this product because we we, we said, you know, there there's no miss in doing a thin stone veneer. You're not going to lose any quality there. So it was just, you know, kind of the, the, the tradition and in the architect that was you know drawing the home and and not knowing that they can achieve the same exact look with a thin product i've seen your showroom been your manufacturing facility mm-hmm. you have so many different options mm-hmm. can i assume that all the different cuts and the styles they can be applied to all these different stones that have been pulled from the quarry yeah so when somebody comes to me and a customer comes to me and you know you're overwhelmed by the choices right I always like to go through the three C's, right? So I start with color. And a lot of times, generally speaking, clients have an idea of the color range they want. They may know they want a gray. They may know they want, you know, a black or a buff tone. And or in the case of the Forever Home, it was really both because it truly was like a blue gray marble, but it had this beautiful staining on it that gave it that warm buff tones. Um, And that staining is just natural mineral deposits and where the seams are in the rock and those minerals seeping in and and giving a natural staining to the rock. So it's really special because it is a natural uh, element, but 
Anyway, so we started talking about color, but then you take it one step further and you start talking about character of the stone. So the really consistent grain of our imperial gray or the striations and the fleck of the starlight black or, or the glisten and the glimmer of the galaxy, uh, you know, the marbling and the gunmetal. So, you know, starting to, to see some of the character in the stone can really bring the stone to life as well. And then we go to cut. So you can take the same stone, let's use starlight black for an example, and you can saw it in a, a plank, right? Ultra contemporary, sawn six sides, gives a really, really modern look, or you can do a mosaic and all of a sudden it's very rustic. So that alone, the pattern of the stone or the cut of the stone can change the look and the style of the stone in your home. Um, you can go somewhere in between with a castle cut, which is very traditional. So that's kind of where we, we talk through and then you end up ultimately with a very custom look. Awesome. Can you go through the process of basically from, from pulling it out of the ground to, to getting it to the client's home? How does, what does that process look like? I'm pretty intrigued because that I've never, I've never learned yeah. how this whole thing works. Right? Yeah. We're a bunch of Flintstones. Yeah. It's fine. Um, so, you know, what's unique about us is we really own this process, right? So we are the ones actually quarrying and extracting this rock from the earth. And then we're moving it to our fabrication facility. And, you know, we don't mass produce this product. We truly are making it to order for your home. So uh, the, the people that are working in this fabrication facility, they're, they're just incredible. And it truly is an art and a science and a care and an attention to detail to that product for your home. And so, you know, they're bringing it in, depending on the cut, you know, it, they're cutting the rock, they're splitting the rock, they're shaping the rock. Um, and, and then, you know, whether it's being cut thin or if you're talking about going into your hearths and mantles and accents, you know, that has a different process. Sometimes they're thermaling with an open flame. They're doing some of these finishing techniques that are really spectacular and make the stone come to life. And then, uh, you know, you also take it one step further and you get into some of the, uh, you know, the other accents throughout the home that gives it that, that comprehensive look, right? So you have the, uh, you, you start talking about choosing your thin stone veneer, but then you go to your sills or your cap and your coping and making all of that look continuous. And then you come inside and you're talking hearse and mantles and accents like keystones. Um, and then you, you go back outside and you go horizontal and you start talking about your paving and your steps and then your retaining walls and all of your landscape features to tie it all together and give a really fluid look. Wow, there's a lot of information in that answer. I got so many more questions building off the answer. Uh, <laughs> First of all, where are all your quarries in Wisconsin? Or are they through the Midwest or, or where are they? Yeah, so uh, most of the stone that we're using uh, for our building stone products are in the Midwest. Uh, we do have a quarry in Canada that we source from as well, um, but we do have a pretty broad reach, but we do try to keep it as regional as possible. Okay, so going back to the beginning, you said this last quarry you, <coughs> you, you um, purchased had mica mica okay. yeah Can you explain yeah. just so people that might not understand what that actually is yeah so it's it's really unique so it is a mica enriched quartzite and what that means is this stone actually glitters um it truly has a sparkle in it that is a natural mineral um and so no matter which way you split that stone, that glitter and that glisten come through. And, and for some people, they think of that and they're like, okay, well, I can see maybe for a feature or something like that. And it seems, you know, like, oh, is this too much? You see it go up on a full wall installation. It is beautiful. And the sun hits it just right and it lights up and it's just glistens. And there's so much character and striation through the rock. It, it is truly spectacular. 
I know that people have visited your showroom and commented. I believe you have that in your walkway in your showroom or mm -hmm. up to your showroom mm -hmm. and how it just, just shines. It just grabs your attention as they're driving by. Yeah. Um, you mentioned that every product or every um, job is custom specific. Mm -hmm. um, that is, that's pretty spectacular because I mean, every, every customer is choosing their, their mm -hmm. cut, their color. Um, and I know in that forever home, you guys did some custom mantles mm -hmm. in that, uh, in that fireplace in the master suite mm -hmm. that, that turned out pretty awesome as well. Yes, it was beautiful. And you know, a big part of that, you know, it, there's a piece of, okay, we're, we're creating a really spectacular product, but that's only half of it. The next part is how that's designed, but then how it's installed. And so none of this is possible without really talented um, installers, whether it be the masons or the hardscapers that are bringing our product to life. And, uh, you know, partnering with a really talented and experienced uh, installer is so important because not only are they going to have the, the trained eye and attention to detail to make sure those colors are blending appropriately, the patterns looking correct, that, you know, you're you're uh, you know kind of tricking your eye to lose that joint so it looks continuous and 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 just really thought out but then also they're going to be on the job and they're going to say okay i just see this vision of having this this keystone framing out this doorway or what if we do this or let's bring this uh you know feature wall over by the seat wall just to tie this all together you know they are the trained eye sure. that can start making those things happen when they're actively on the job site and being that, that you guys can custom cut things, I think that that's just another advantage to maybe some of the manufactured stone. Because I think sometimes they're kind of locked into their molds and what mm -hmm. they do and maybe mm -hmm. mass producing some of that stuff. So um, that's just a, just a great feature of, of Kafka. Yeah, thank you. It's, it is something that we uh, definitely pride ourselves on. If someone has a thin stone veneer, does uh, are we able to then use that as aggregate around the exterior of the home as well? Yeah. So, uh, you know, something that makes our process really special is, you know, there is waste involved, right? When you're cutting and shaping this rock, but all of our product gets sorted by color and goes to our crushing facility. So we're quite sustainable in our efforts to use as much of the stone as we possibly can, um, which makes us fairly unique. But also, yes, we have a coal crushed aggregate division that's making landscape stone and paving um, alternatives. And, you know, even to the fact that if you did want a, a, a unilock driveway, I mean, there's a good chance that a Kafka aggregate could be in that. I think we need to talk more about that, about maybe some of the products that that reach outside the home. You touched on a little bit of that answer, but can you you expand more about that? I think a lot of clients are looking for ways to incorporate their landscaping into mm -hmm. their their you know their thin cut veneer as well and make it look cohesive, make it look yes. like it's literally coming out of the earth. Yes. So you know. In my opinion, one of the biggest misses when building a new home is not executing the exterior right away because outdoor living is huge right now. And we saw a huge trend in 2020 with COVID where people stopped traveling and they were coming home and hunkering down and realized the value in having an outdoor space. And you know, it, it honestly gave me goosebumps because when I think about this, I think about my own family and what it means to come home at night and after a long day and have a place to relax and go sit outside and look at the stars or unwind in a hot tub on a beautiful patio or kids who are cooped up in, in the classroom all day long and get to come home and have dinner outside as a family. Or if you're gonna do a family gathering, I mean, for me, I got two little kids. So, you know, when I have people over, 
to be able to take and gather people outside rather than have the mess inside. And now that's an area I need to clean up and I have to hide the toys and do all this. It's like, no, I can have them outside and, and have that gathering space. So it's huge. So what we do as a company is we have so many complementary products to your facade, right? So now we're talking about your, uh, if you want a natural stone uh, paving or flagstone, uh, natural stone steps, uh, you know, your retaining walls, uh, your, if you take it one step further, your edging around your landscape beds, all of these things can be made out of complementary products that we're producing. We know those perfect pairings and it all comes together very, very seamlessly. Tiffany, after visiting your facility, I, it was very clear to me that nearly anything is possible with you guys. Here's, well, here's a question about the quarry stone. <laughs> so if we're pulling this from quarries and of course it's all natural, what if I want to go add a, a garage in 15 years? Mm -hmm. Can I get stone that looks like the stone that's already on my house? Yeah. So, you know, I will say there are limitations with natural stone. This is not manufactured. So we are following the quarry. We're pulling these colors together. We're very mindful of that and choosing our quarry sources, though, and making sure that this is something that's going to be around for a long time just for that reason. But there is natural variance in color. But that's part of what makes natural stone so spectacular also is mm -hmm. no two pieces are the same. However, absolutely, you come back for an addition, we can make sure that seems blendlessly together. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And, you know, again, talking about manufactured stone, if you were to do that with manufactured stone, that original build, that's going to fade and discolor over time. If you come back 10 or 15 years later and try to do an add-on, even if you have the same product, it's going to look different because of the way it had weathered. You're not going to have that with natural stone. That is such a great point. Mm -hmm. My expectation with the natural stone is that it's always going to look as good as it did on day one. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, it absolutely should. There's no reason it should not. You mentioned natural characteristics of the stone, and I think that's, you know, why people come to to us for log and timber frame mm -hmm. homes. They're looking for the natural materials, the one of a kind homes, the you know the things that their the home that the neighbor isn't going to have. They, you know, I think there's been a shit a big shift to using non mad made materials recently, and uh, boy, blending your stone with a lot of our logs and timbers just makes a, a ton of sense. The two natural products coming together. Don't get me started. Yeah, I know. It I know you're passionate like, about that. Oh, God, <laughs> if I had a dream, it would be a Golden Eagle log and timber home with Kafka natural stone in it. They are meant to be together. Sure. Yep. Like, I think part of it, the part of the synergy is they're found in nature together, right? Like, you go in nature and you see log and you see stone living together and then bring that inside. And I think one of the things that is so cool about it in using both log and, and timbers in the interior of your home, but also natural stone is you're bringing nature and in, in the instance of stone, something that's been there for millions and millions of years and bringing it inside and living in unison with your modern amenities and your luxury living. And to me, that's just so humbling and, and so beautiful. And, uh, just seeing, you know, log and timber and, and the character of that and the natural, element of that and then also the character and the natural element of stone is just it, they're meant to be together yep sure. when you're describing the characteristics of stone oftentimes when i look at let's say a, a granite countertop mm -hmm. i always say that it's movement whenever mm -hmm. i see something that you know looks interesting yes. there's got to be more ways to describe it i've heard you speak of marbling on yes. that uh, gun 
cut metal. Gun metal. Gun yeah. metal. Uh-huh. Gun metal. And that marbling looks incredible. Could I call that movement? Absolutely. I mean, okay. I mean, all of these things are movement and character in the stone. I mean, I just, you know, there's ways to describe it that are, are interesting. And, and the grain and granite looks so much different than the, the movement and the marbling in a marble, you know. And so, you know, or in like a starlight black, we have that coarser grain and you get this flecked of this natural schist that exists in the stone, but then you get these white striations that are completely random, but so spectacular when you find them. And it's almost a treat, right? And you get these natural stone steps and you have them made out of starlight black and you might put one down, two down, and then you get one with this beautiful white stripe through the middle of it. And it's just like a, a, a bonus, you know? It's exciting yeah. when, when it happens and you see it. Yeah. Whenever we that's see- That's character. Is that mica in the starlight black? No, it's more of a schist. A mm-hmm. schist. Mm-hmm. I'm not familiar with that. So, yeah. so there are different properties. There are different, different mineral. Mm-hmm. I think we need to become rock nerds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just love, I mean, There's I'm so a much. self-proclaimed history nerd too. And yeah. I just, I just love knowing that that rock has been in the earth for, like you said, millions of years. We're extracting it and it, it's going to be applied to my home. That's, yeah. that's just an awesome you, feeling. You know, let me tell you something. The The most valuable part of doing my job is the people. Like, right, we're, we're a family-owned and operated business. You know, part of that, you know, similar to Golden Eagle, is the fact that you are able to take those values generation to generation and support so many families in your community with what you do and what you're passionate, passionate about. But what's most exciting about my job is seeing stone that's millions of years old. And then the products we make of it are just the first step. Then seeing all the places they end up and all the beautiful installations and beautiful homes is just like so thrilling to me. And I mean, like I said, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a rock nerd. I'm a, uh, I'm a Flintstone, but it's so fun to see where it ends up in the world. Yeah. Well, talk about some of those. I, I know you probably have homes throughout the country. Do you have other projects you've done too that you want to expand on that you want to Oh talk my about? gosh, yeah. I mean, I've done just amazing work at some of the most spectacular golf courses in the world. I've done trail systems at Thomas Jefferson's Monticello, you know, just some really high-end historic sites that I've gone. Um, I mean, some of my product has gone into a a manufactured uh, paver that's gone to Washington, D.C. at some of the memorials. You know, you see these places. I've been uh, on Yankee Stadium, you know, so I'm, I'm in so many different industries doing so many different things, but it's taken me so many exciting places and seeing where my products ended up from uh, Times Square to the beautiful cabin nestled in the mountains. And that's really spectacular. Awesome. I mean, people ask me all the time, how long have I been doing this? And I say I'm going on my 33rd year. And then people look at me and it doesn't really make sense. But I mean, yeah. really, when you grew up in family business, you're in it from the beginning. Right. I mean, I have a photo from the day I was born and my mom holding me in the hospital bed and my dad picking up the phone and, you know, big corded phone all the way across her lap. <laughs> and, you know, you think he'd be calling family or friends. It was no, he, he was making a business call. And that's just I'm like, so I was on my first business call when I was, you know, minutes old. That's <laughs> how I said I got my start. But. And you probably had fun going to work with your parents. Yeah, well, some days are more fun than others. Well, I mean, when you were a kid. <laughs> At least I say that because when I was a kid, I used to write out post-it notes mm-hmm. for my parents. So when they'd wake up in the morning, and I'd take a post-it note, and I'd take this big thing of scotch tape, and I'd put it across the front door. 
Yeah. I'd say, can I come to work with you today? Yeah. Oh, I love that. <laughs> so that they couldn't leave without seeing that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, and for, for us, since my father founded the, the company um, and my mom, I mean, my, I was born on a Friday and my mom was in the office and on Monday, like it wasn't a choice. Like it, they really were starting up at the time. Um, and so a lot of the times it wasn't an option for me to be there. And I would be picked up from school and go into the office and there I would sit until it was time to go home for dinner. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so you're just exposed. And then part of that's like, oh, you just like want to help because you're there and it's fun. So, I mean, I, dig all these memories up from being a little kid and in sorting purchase orders and uh you know going through loads that were dispatched and you know like just all these little things and learning the product and learning you know the people and so you know now it's kind of wild that a lot of these people that knew me as a little girl are you know my my peers and that look to me for answers and yeah i remember all those old stories yeah and with both parents being in the thick of it all the time, mm-hmm. Golden Eagle was the sixth family member mm-hmm. because we were always talking about Golden Eagle Absolutely. at the dinner table. Absolutely. You know, and you said that like it was another family member. I always described the business as a sibling, right? It was mm-hmm. another sibling I had. Like it was just part of, you know, what you said existed at the dinner table and existed on the family vacations. Like we didn't go on a family vacation without looking at the ground while we were walking or visiting a client or visiting a job site. I mean, it was always stopping and looking at natural stone somewhere and that was just so embedded in our life and you know you'd grow up and we'd we'd go to church and we'd go to the tavern to have a, a cheeseburger or a bowl of soup and then we'd go and and drive around the quarry like that's just what it was growing up it was so so much a part of who i was and, and made me who i am um and i say all the time i'll never know what it's like to work as hard as my parents did mm-hmm. ever like the grind and the grit is a totally different world than I will ever know. And what they did and what they sacrificed to put me in this seat and get to do some of those fun things Uh and be the face of the organization for the next generation is, you know, it's an opportunity for me and it's exciting, but I 100% like acknowledge and know and respect that. And I just now am given this opportunity to pay homage to that. Right. And build off of that as a, an incredible foundation to do something fun and do something great and give back to to my employees and my community and uh, give something to the world for people to uh, love and appreciate and become part of their homes. We're starting to see um, stone being used in a lot of different places on the home, too. You know, a lot of people, I think for a lot of years, was it was an exterior facade. Mm-hmm. Um, we're now through the design process. We're starting to see a lot more accent walls and stuff like that. Um, are you starting to see a lot more use inside the homes as well? And what kind of trends are you seeing there? Absolutely. Absolutely. Great point. You know, and the forever home did this so well. I loved what these homeowners did because so many people think, all right, I got to bring my natural stone in. Okay. My fireplace done. No, like you don't have to stop with the fireplace, the breakfast nook. Oh my gosh. The dining area where they had that that round wall and the stone wrapped it or in the bedroom, my dream, right? (laughs) Like fall asleep, you know, you like the clouds. No, I want to be sleeping under natural stone. Like I loved that wall. Uh, (laughs) Such a great feature. And it really did help bring the fluidity of, you know, you know, seamlessly from the outside in. Tiffany, one of the things I can't quite wrap my head around is, you know, I've seen at your manufacturing facility that you, you cut the stone 
So obviously we have the natural face and then a flat edge. Mm -hmm. Well, once you do that around the entire boulder, I'll call it, what do you do with all this stuff in the middle? Yeah, so, you, so, so we're missing a piece of this, right? So what's happening is this, this large boulder, if you will, uh, large block of stone is going on a saw, and instead of cutting your way around it, you're cutting it into slabs at different heights. And then we're taking those slabs and we're turning them on their side, and they're going through a guillotine, and that guillotine's snapping the rock. And so it's exposing more natural faces on it when a really natural break. Wow. And then from there, that rock's shaped a little bit, but then going through the thin saw, which is ultimately cutting the product a thin facade. So that would be if you were, of course, going with like a saw in height. So something like a dimensional cut where you have more of a pattern, more linear. Um, and so you start talking about the different cuts then and styles or patterns of, of the stone. So going with something with saw in heights tends to be a little bit more contemporary. Um, especially if it has more of a pattern to it. But then a castle cut, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a little bit more blocky and traditional and, mm. and like a castle. Um, you could go to a, a mosaic cut, which is really irregular and is exactly as uh, these names are, and I can't take credit for these, like these are industry terms, but you know, going to a mosaic, it is what it sounds like, right? It's, it's uh, you know, a, a, a bit of a puzzle and an art to put them together in a, in a way that, that feels right. So you can achieve so many different looks by cutting and preparing the stone different ways. Do you have any concerns with dry stacking in a colder climate like ours? My, my thought would be you've got water that would accumulate, potentially the, mm -hmm. it would mm -hmm. form ice and freeze, and create mm -hmm. pressure on the stone. I assume the stone is so hard it doesn't matter. Yes, but the big danger in that is water getting behind the stone and then freezing. So you brought up a great point. In a freeze-thaw climate, we shy away from a dry stone, or excuse me, a dry stack application. I always say defer to your mason because a really good mason can achieve the look with what I call a micro joint, where they're still getting that mortar in between each stone to seal that from water getting in behind it. But also you can achieve kind of that look yet if you don't like a, a big joint. Um, so that is something that could be achieved with a really qualified mason, but it is a, a, a you know, a sign or, or something to consider, excuse me, um, when doing a dry stack application to make sure that those joints are sealed well from freeze saw conditions. Is there any sealer that you need to put on your stone or is it maybe just the mortar or no, is there anything required? Yeah, no, no sealers required. Now okay. in certain applications, you know, they may play around with the sealer, um, you know, if it comes to, uh, you know, or, or an enhancer, it, that was another option. Um, so there's a difference between sealing the stone and then there's also enhancers that might just brighten the stone up if you want it to look really wet and dark and deep all the time. Mm -hmm. There's options there, but it's not required. It's more of a, you know, an option. Okay. And okay. and again, that might be something that the mason would recommend in a certain application where, hey, maybe this is going to be expose, exposed to a lot of grease or food. You might want to include a sealer. So this might be a silly question, but you're talking about the different cuts. Can every color be cut? you know, the same way, or can you do different cuts on every different stone, or every color stone? So some stone just has limitations okay. um, based off of, uh, you know, the way the stone fractures um, or splits or breaks. You know, we can't get as long of lengths in certain rock just because it does have some more natural fissures in it um, that 
cause the stone to break a certain way. Um, you know, some of the staining that we described in the, the gunmetal rustic that was featured on the Forever Home, that type of staining doesn't happen on every type of rock. Um, so that is unique to the gunmetal. Um, so uh, in most scenarios, yes, we offer the wide variety of cuts in every stone, but there are exceptions. Okay. And do you find most customers choosing their stone based on color or cut? First. It usually starts with color. With color. Okay. Yeah, it usually is starting with color and character, and then they're going to a cut. Um, sometimes it goes the other way around, but I would say most of the time they have a vision of color they want. Right, right. makes sense. And and you know, looking at mixing materials. <laughs> you know, I, I recently uh, uh, was involved in a home build, and this great brings another great point. Um, they went with our our imperial, and they paired it with a colored mortar. This transforms the look. It's a whole nother element that we are not considering here, right? So what that did in going with a charcoal mortar is it brought out certain hues and it emphasized them. And then you start mixing your materials, whether it's your, your roof or your siding, and all of that starts coming together because you're able to pair those hues up a little bit better. So the mortar color can really influence the look as well. For those who may only be listening rather than watching the video, can you describe what the Imperial looks like? Yeah, so the Imperial is what I call a traditional gray granite. So um, if you think of gray granite, this is you know the color you're going to think of, and it has a lot of that traditional granite grain in it. Um, but you know when you start pairing it with some of those different, you know, like the mortar, it really gave it a really nice contemporary look in this in this particular home. So does mortar matter much? Obviously, stone matters. Yes. Right, but. Is there different qualities of mortar that you're familiar with or anything that you prefer to see used? Yeah, so there's different types of mortar um, based off of uh, if it's above grade, below grade, vertical, horizontal, um, and those are all things that your mason should be very comfortable and familiar with. I didn't realize that, but it makes sense because it, it all has to do with moisture, mm -hmm. right? Sure. What, what is the substrate like? Uh, is it pretty similar to manufactured stone? I, I think a lot of Installers are familiar with manufactured stone. So what would be the process um, before your stone arrives to the job site? What is the prep work? What does that look like to, to apply your stone to a wall, let's say? Yeah, it would be very familiar, uh, excuse me, very consistent with a manufactured stone product as well. Um, so, I mean, you're going to have your sheathing and then your weather resistant barrier. And then it is a mesh and mortar mesh. application. So you're putting up a wire mesh, making sure that you're getting it in those studs and then a scratch coat on that wire mesh. Generally, a lot of the guys are back buttering their stone and putting it on and piping the joints. Sometimes they're letting the, the, the joints ooze out and then finishing. Okay. Actually, we have uh, your stone in our showroom. Yes. And that has been an attention grabber for anyone that walks through. And there's so much to see in our Design Center showroom. But you just... You can't walk past that stone without stopping and looking at it and just trying to yeah. take it all in. So it's and, been beautiful. And you do have such a great variety here that you're showing because, you know, a sparkle and glisten is not going to be for everybody. Mm -hmm. um, a rustic cut uh, is not going to be for everybody. You know, somebody might really like those darker hues and somebody might want something brighter and lighter or, or warmer. And so, you know, we can achieve some of that. And, you know, that's something that we really didn't talk about much. But, you know, so many of the natural stone products are, that are on the market are limestone. And there's nothing wrong with limestone. Um, you know, it is a softer stone. It can weather a little different than granite can. Um, and, and, but it, they make a lot of limestone makes a lot of beautiful product. However, most of what we're working with is granite. 
Uh, there's also some quartzite and some marbles. And inherently, the stone just has a wider range of color and a wider range of character. So that's a big reason why you're seeing so many uh, different colored stones from us, so much different character in the stone, and so much range that you're not experiencing with limestone. With the stone that we're showing in our showroom, it's for our Golden Eagle clients who are building a brand new home with us. Mm -hmm. But let's say there's someone else listening to this and they want to use Kafka Granite. Mm -hmm. How do they reach out to you guys? Yeah, absolutely. The best place to start is our website, uh, kafkagranite.com. Uh, there we'll uh, connect you with um, our experienced uh, staff and estimators. If we have somebody in, in your area, uh, we can definitely point you their direction. Otherwise, we're more than happy to work direct with you and help you build your dream home. And you have a showroom as well. Yes. So they schedule an appointment to tour your showroom? Yes, I would encourage an appointment. Um, part of our tour, you can come in and see our facilities and how the product is actually made. And that's and that's kind of exciting and fun for, for people to experience. But um, absolutely, that's something that we can, we can arrange and, and discuss. When there's so many great options, it's got to be hard to make a decision sometimes. Although I'm sure there are plenty of people that just fall in love with one in particular. But mm -hmm. let's say they're trying to narrow it down. Do you have someone on staff that's going to help them go through that process? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, we really rely on professionals, right? So we are, uh, we're manufacturers and producers and suppliers. We we can do estimating, but we're not designers. So, I see. you know, I like, to, I like to think that I have good taste, but also let's leave it to the professionals. <laughs> so I would encourage you to bring your designer with you. Um, and, and be a part of that selection uh, process. We're very confident and familiar with working with uh, interior designers, architects, landscape architects to make the dream come to life. And what kind of a lead time is it? If once someone, I mean, granted, it must change on the scope of the project mm -hmm. and whatever you're running through mm -hmm. your facilities at the time. But how soon does someone need to reach out to you to get this conversation started? Yeah. So... I will say that there are certain products that we do try to keep on hand, but most of the stuff is made to order. Um, it can never be too early. I do think that when you are making some of those big design choices in your facade and your materials, those need to be included on the front end of your um, design build experience. Um, a lot of times consumers are coming to us, you know, oh, my stone's ready to go up and they haven't made a selection. And now all of a sudden they're scrambling to try to make sure this matches their siding um, or their, their, their roof. When in the beginning, it would have been such a uh, more enjoyable experience if they would have made sure all of those products came together on the front end. So that's really some of the power of what Golden Eagle does in their selection process. And, you know, I walked in to the showroom today and I saw, you know, the, the leftovers of a vision board from a, a client meeting. And it's just, it, it looks, you know, incredible because it's not only what you're you're seeing visually together, but then when you have the physical samples, you can feel the textures, you can see the, 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 character side by side of all these different elements with your stone and your cabinetry and your your timbers and it all comes together and and if you don't do that selection process together from the beginning sometimes you you're f left feeling underwhelmed well we've loved having you on the podcast today you not only bring such great enthusiasm to building a new home and the high-end luxury materials that can be incorporated in the home with Kafka stone, Kafka granite, mm -hmm. but also I feel like you align with the 
excitement that we have here at Golden Eagle mm -hmm. of uh, just the unique opportunity of blending stone, logs, timbers, mm -hmm. and having a uh, home that really supports a lifestyle that blends the outdoors into yes. the indoors. Mm -hmm. so you can definitely tell you're passionate, Tiffany, and I uh, appreciate you having the time to, to sit down with us and talk about Capital Granite. Yeah, thank you all so much. It was great. It was a lot of fun. Imagine a life where your home is a work of art, where nature and luxury embrace with a custom Golden Eagle log and timber home. Our expert team is here to guide you every step of the way.